Did you hear that, everyone? You know what that is? That's range anxiety, and now I can't get this thing in to drive. So what's going on here? Listen to all those beautiful noises, though. You know what that means? There you go, we're in D for drive. Welcome back to Range Anxiety, 30 years again in 30 minutes or so, and today we got a new drive-along car. Goodbye Model 3s, and hello something that's, oh, run into a bird. Hey, hello something that's only about four years old with 50,000 kilometres on it and smells like an ashtray. What would that be? Well, for a start, anything that's that young and smells like an ashtray is a Japanese, an import, a JDM. And yes, this is a JDM uh, performance car. Well, no, not really. Today, we're actually in a Nissan Leaf. It's Nissan's... Z oh, it's talking to me again. Domo arigato gozaimasu. Domo, domo, yes. Watashi wa matin. And we're driving a Nissan Leaf, and it's quite spooky when you're a Tesla boy, like I am. But it's different. I mean, this was the OG electric car, right? Came out in about 2012, the Nissan Leaf. It's a front-wheel drive thing, and it's got a lot of downsides, but it's got some upsides too. Like, for example, it doesn't have a frunk like a Tesla, right? What it has is a hood or a bonnet that you lift, and underneath it is the power plant. You can actually see a donk. You can actually see a motor with all sorts of high voltage warning signs on it and, you know, begging you to be careful. It is there. Now, I decided I would give it a drive. I would drive it on my way home on my last night in lockdown. Hopefully the traffic's pretty light because I'm not sure how far it's actually going to go. Now, I've had this on charge most of the day. Apparently it hasn't had a, char a charge since it left Japan, which was some... Um, obviously months ago because it's complied hasn't had a chance uh, a charge since it's left japan and it came to me with 74 kilometers of range left now i've had it on charge most of the day we had to modify the nissan charger because it had a jdm plug on it so we got a, a qualified electrician to to change it over to a 15 amp aussie plug and also it's not just as simple as changing the plug there's actually a thermistor in there like a temperature sensor so that you can tell if it's drawing too much current or getting too much hot, it, uh, too much hot, <laughs> it's making too much heat, it can actually thermally throttle the charging, or the current draw, to keep things cool and under control. That's not unusual. You know, I see guys um, had in America at Tesla superchargers wrapping wet towels around the, uh, around the hand connector that goes into the car and they reckon they can get more more charge speed that way and it, it certainly seems if you believe everything you, you see on YouTube certainly believes they you know you, you'd believe it it, it seems to work uh, with the Nissan we had to hook it all up very very carefully uh, to ensure that we could charge it all because without the thermistor hooked up properly in the plug connector in the wall connector you just go straight into fault and nothing happens so we got a, around that one and we got a charge so now here I am screaming along at 90 kilometers an hour actually it seems it seems to do its speed pretty effortlessly it's not a fast car in this and leaf right it's no tesla model 3 um we'll turn climate on though because I, I, it is getting a bit stuffy in here and i had it off earlier 
Okay, now as soon as I turn climate control on, in fact, I might turn it off again in a minute, my range after a most of a day charging went from 153 kilometers, which is not much, down to 133 kilometers running the air conditioning, which is less than not much. Now, this thing has no range, and when you're range anxious like me, it's a bit of a drama. So we'll turn that back off again and look, bang, I've gone straight back to 152 by turning the air off. I can't actually crack the window because if I crack the window, it's gonna to make too much noise for the recording. So what I'll do is I'll just drive along because I don't know how healthy the battery is in this thing. I don't know much about this car at all. Uh, I don't know if I'm even going to make it home, <laughs> so, which is only some 25 kilometres. Yes, I'm going to be very careful with it because I've got range anxiety. Now, what am I doing with the Nissan Leaf? Uh, have I traded in uh, my Tesla? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, Model 3 Performance is a much better car than a, a Nissan Leaf. Um, a Model 3 SR Plus is a better car than a Nissan Leaf, but the original Leaf 2012, you know, that was allowed to be a pretty crap thing with no range because it was OG, you know, original car. All the indicators are on the right Aussie side too, that's nice. It was the original gangster. But in 2017, this thing with like 160 odd Ks of range, if you're not running the air, was up against a Model 3 with a 400 plus. Um, and now the price difference between the two is about $5,000, so uh, why would you bother? But <clears throat> they were the first, they were the biggest selling electric car in the world for many, many years, and it's only just recently that the uh, Model 3 has knocked off uh, the Nissan Leaf. It's time for a bit more air, so the range will just drop down again. Here we go, 130, oh, 134. We're actually getting ourselves some more range here. We went up okay, that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> you know, the Leaf was a car of its time, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have progressed much over the last decade, and therein lays the problem. The biggest problem is, with so many of them out there, is that the batteries in them don't tend to last too long, and this is where I think, I think a lot of the public's misconception about batteries and EVs only lasting six or seven years comes from these cars, because there have been some well-documented cases on uh, the internet where Nissan, the 2012 model has been down, you know, with careful use and careful charging after seven years, has been down to 40 kilometers of range fully charged, which I don't care who you are or who you're batting for or what side you're on, uh, that is simply not good enough. Uh, you know, particularly when a seven-year-old Tesla will still have at least 85% of its originally delivered range going for it. These things can be down to about 20% which is not good enough. And, you know, the batteries can range for a Leaf, depending on your model, from anywhere between $33,000. Yes, you heard that right, $33,000, which makes a car a throw-in-the-bin job. Yes, that is correct. Down to $5,000 uh, or $10,000, depending on what the deal you can strike with your dealer and how guilty Nissan Australia may or may not feel about your actual predicament. So, interesting stuff. Now, why are the batteries in these things so hopeless? Well, there's a very, very, very simple, well, we have an emergency vehicle coming. There's sirens, it's an ambulance. Hopefully it's not a COVID death. Um, 
the batteries in these things are lithium lithium iron, so they're reasonable. And look at this ambulance. He's going across the busiest intersection in Adelaide, turning against the traffic, and he has made it. And so Suzu mucks, so it's good that he even made it at all. But they're so bad, uh, these batteries, because, and don't last very long, is because they're not actively um, thermally controlled. They use air cooling, whereas every other EV worth its salt uses water cooling or liquid cooling um, and all of this cooling is very very carefully controlled by the BMS or battery management system which you tend to hear me rave on about from time to time you see the leaf relies on convection to cool so as such when you sit in a leaf and drive it on one side of the dash you have the like uh, battery charge indicator or your range indicator which has now gone back up to 155 kilometres, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite confident we're going to do 20 to 25 kilometres on the way home, and no problems at all, and be able to make it back uh, to work tomorrow. If I have to miss the day of work after lockdown because of battery issues, then so be it. I, for one, wouldn't be crying. Um, but on the other side of the dash, where your left hand is, is a temperature gauge. And it's a battery temperature gauge. They've got like a big digital temperature gauge for the battery that tells you how hot it's getting. So if you're going too fast or asking too much from the vehicle, it goes up into the red and you gotta cool down. Yeah, that's right. Pretty spooky, huh? Like really spooky. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in an EV, but I suppose it's there for a reason. So I believe these cars, uh, looking at them, they use what's called a prismatic cell so inside of the big skateboard under the car at least it's a proper ev design i'll give the leaf that at least in the big skateboard under the car you have modular prismatic cells um so you know each one is i don't know four or five volts or something and they're paired up in series and parallel to give the required output so each one if the battery pack fails you can pull them down to the cell level to fix them but you know, your average home mechanic isn't going to be doing that. Not at all, because uh, it's a complex job. You've got to basically got a can open, you know, the, the battery pack once you've slung it out. And it's no lightweight. Obviously, the battery pack could be in the vicinity of 450-odd kilos. Not even sure off the top of my head without looking at the stats. This 2017 model's got a pretty short range, so it's probably only got a 40, 35 to 40 kilowatt our pack in it um which is you know not far off a model 3 sr which is only 50 and it does about three times the distance thanks to better battery tech and better battery management this is one area in which the americans and uh, and more to the point the rest of the world have totally creamed the japanese in automotive technology this is not a very good car for 2017 I mean, it's not a bad car, it's not a bad car to drive, don't get me wrong, but what it is, is it's got very poor range and very poor thermal control. So that might give you a hint as to what we are doing with this vehicle. So uh, our company, not just my company, DearTech EV, but our company, PowerTech, one of the PowerTech groups of companies, we have PowerTech Tuning and PowerTech Energy, which do a lot of battery storage and BMS design. <clears throat> no, not me proper smart people we're looking at the leaf uh, from an opportunistic viewpoint i would like to get these things i would like to be able to 
design and develop a pack for the leaf that bolts straight in. There are about three or four different versions of the pack depending on which year car you've got, like Nissan, I'm not gonna call them Nissan anymore, Nissan went out on a limb and uh, did lots of rolling updates to try and solve some of the inherent problems with the vehicle. Uh, some were more successful than others. So there are many different versions and sizes of battery pack. Uh, I believe I believe that the current generation, like the Plus or whatever it's called, um, does have some kind of reasonable range. But again, the lack of thermal control gives it a short life, or lack of thermal cooling gives it a, 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 a active thermal cooling gives it a short life and also limits the rate at which it can be charged. You know, you plug like something like a Tesla into a, a, a high-speed um, DC fast charger, and you can hear all the pumps and coolers running and everything keeping the temperatures under control to extend battery life, this thing hasn't got a chance. This just got to be throttled by the input from the temperature sensor, which is, you know, it's not great. It's not, it's not what we need in, in 2020. But that doesn't help you if you own a Leaf and, you, and it's like kind of dead in the battery department. The car itself is a pretty good car. Um, you know, it's a commuter, it's, it's white goods, I suppose. It doesn't have any of that sporting cred of the Tesla. And forget about the Nismo version. It doesn't do anything any better than a standard Leaf. It's a pretty cynical exercise from, from what I can see, or from what I've been told. I've never driven one. Um, I don't even know if they actually even made it into production. It was just one of those weird rumors. Um, so, yeah, pretty much it, it's a... It, it's a car crying out for help and I want to be and our companies want to be the ones to give it help so our concept is to design a straight fit and manufacture a straight fit battery pack for the leaf that not only gives the car back its legs for another five to seven years and you know allows you to do it semi affordably but we want to build in the value added of giving it better thermal control so that the batteries can actively cool so that you can actually if you're crazy enough and want to drive this thing at its top speed you know you want to sit on 100 mile an hour or so on the autobahn or on a closed private road as we like to say it will actually do the job and keep the battery temps under control which in turn will extend their life somewhat and make the leaf a bit more of an enjoyable package now like I said, I'm not going to criticise this car too much. This is a JDM car, hence I don't know how to use a lot of its controls. It would seem to have very little um, in the way of regen braking, if at all, compared to a Tesla because, or any of the other modern EVs that I've driven because it simply keeps going and coasting once you have your foot off the gas pedal. Now, I don't know whether that's the way I've got the car set up. Seems to me on the dash like regen is set to work but it doesn't seem to be doing an awful lot maybe that's a leaf thing um the ride is is quite decent you know it's a bit floaty um uh, it is ugly though wow it, it's, it's a bit all over the road and floaty but wow it's an ugly car people you know criticize model threes for looking a bit ugly or something you know other evs for looking a bit ugly this wins the pants down ugly award for any modern car that I've seen. And, you know, it's got a big bulbous body, these crazy lights that stick up. Um, it's got a lot of Nissan Juke in it, which was an ugly car. 
and it's big and it's got these tiny little wheels on it and it's just ugly but you know beauty is in the eye of the beer holder as they say and yeah you would need a few before you thought this was a good looking rig so how are we going to go about this? I mean, we've been working, as I hinted in the last Epicast, Electric Avenue, and you notice we got no uh, musical intro today because there's no uh, Spotify or internet connectivity with this thing to link you into, and maybe that's because it's a JDM and they work on different frequencies and things than us, and maybe I don't know how to use the Karuziria in the dash uh, head unit. But... Yeah, I just let the little Japanese lady talk to us. I didn't... I think she was just saying welcome to your zero emissions driving experience. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was saying, um, get out of my car. But we're going to pull this thing down. We're going to go through it. Uh, and we're going to not only fix the problems, but we're going to upgrade to better thermal management. So stay tuned on how we're going to do that. This is going to take a fair bit of engineering, I would think. But time will be the test. In fact, the battery's actually cooled down as I've been driving and my range has been going up. And that's just after sitting it on a slow 15 amp charge all day. So that's really, really interesting. So I started out with 155 Ks and we're actually got up to 158. So the BMS is, you know, this thing hasn't had a charge apparently since it left Japan, allegedly. So the BMS is obviously doing its job of trying to recalibrate itself. And this, this thing might not be as bad as I first thought. So that's interesting. We'll give it a break in that department. Road noise compared to the Tesla, look, it's on some big, uh, you know, high sidewall, like 16s or 15s they look like. And, you know, so, and, but it is still quite noisy in here. It has got little 20 inch rubber bands on it. And yeah, it doesn't have anything in the way of acceleration either. So don't get your hopes up too high that it might be a competent hill climber. I think, I think the aim with this car would be to make it a good long-range tourer. And actually, the more I thrash it, the more the battery charge is going up. That must be, it's showing now full at 160 kilometres. That must be the BMS doing a recalibration after a long time sitting it under half charge. That's really, really interesting, and I really don't get that. And it's drawing a little green tree on the dash for me too. So it starts out with just the roots uh, up the top by the speedo and it starts adding bits to this green tree. So it's saying that I'm driving really, really nicely. That's not because I'm the most peaceful of drivers, it's because I was actually scared of getting home. But it looks like we're going to do it and we're gonna do it with bells on. This thing's not too bad. So what else is new apart from me waffling on about the Nissan or Nissan Leaf? Well. We got some new numbers in. The numbers just keep coming. They just keep on just going with the plat, right? Number after number, like record after record. Now we've got a 9.08 at 154 from a plat. And uh, it was done by taking the seats out by the looks of it. God knows why. And installing like a jockey race driver. In fact, it was a young, uh, it was a female, a youngish lady, a woman. I'm not sure of her name, but apparently she's really competent in the Honda um, drag racing scene. And her car was down, as the Americans like to say, which uh, in Aussie terms means it's busted. It's a Honda that happens when you're professionally, or you know, drag racing them at a high level. Um, and she got in it, and yeah, whipped off this time a 9.08. 
Now, it still looked to be on stock wheels and tyres, and it looked to be at a highly prepped event. The reason I can tell you it was highly prepped because it was so darn loud, the noise of the track, the stiction noise of the track bite. The interesting, and interestingly enough, when I looked at her um, in-car, the thing seemed to walk around a fair bit to half track. Like, you know, she was putting some corrective lock into it, and you could actually see it had a bit of that GDR-style swerve up from behind it. So while I think it was on stock wheels and tyres, it certainly didn't behave as though it was. Um, I think everyone's still missing the, the key here. I mean, it's easy for me to say, sitting on the other side of the world and having a planet about a million years away, um, everyone still seems to be missing the key of putting some lightweight, smaller wheels on these things and letting them rip, trying to keep the overall height the same with the big tyre. Otherwise, you may run into uh, the speed limiter, which is 163 mile an hour currently, as I've discussed, without the 200 mile an hour wheel and tyre package being verified yet. So you'd want to be careful that you kept your heights pretty much the same as you'll get to about, the, you know, You'll be 10 metres off the line and you'll hit the speed limiter and it'll stuff everything up. There's nothing worse. But yeah, we really need someone with some 19s and ET streets or race masters or whatever on one of these cars to show what they can actually do. I think drag times will be doing that, uh, Brooks, because he likes to change wheels on things to gain speed. He did that on his, on his Model 3. Oh, we're just actually starting to go down in range again now. So we peaked at 160 with a full charge, and now we're back down to 159. But And we've drawn the full tree on the dash. I'm the full tree, man. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the tree, yeah, I don't think this car would be very quick against the tree. I don't mean uh, resting against that. I mean taking off from it. But yeah, look, the range in this thing so far has been more impressive than I thought, the Nissan Leaf, and you'll be able to, you know, tell me whether it's quieter inside than than the Model 3s. I don't think it is. It's certainly not that rattly and squeaky, considering it's done 60,000 Ks, you know, 40,000 miles or 38,000 miles or whatever that is. It's certainly not bad, but it's, you know, it's not the kind of car that gets your juices flowing. Like, you know, you're not going to want to line anyone up at the lights. And here we go, down in range now, I'm 158, and we're going down, but we're still very, very green. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't have the throttle response. It's not designed to perform in any way, this thing. And we are now on the noisiest stretch of road on the trip. Glenburn Road, full of potholes, full of imperfections. And the Tesla normally gets pretty nasty at this point. Gnarly, to use the American word. It's not going to win any races, this thing. And it's not going to win any beauty competitions. But if imagine if we can put one together that has like 400 kilometres of range and is able to cruise all day at like, you know, 60, 70, or between charges, sorry, not all day, at 60 to 70 mile an hour, you know, 110, 120 kilometres an hour, and you won't need to pull over because the battery's getting hot. That will be something really, really cool and something that we'll do. Oh yeah, it does have regen lights on the dash, but the regen only is going to one. We need to somehow, oh yeah, okay, when I hit the brake, it's regening. Ah, so you use the brake pedal to regen. There's something I didn't know. So rather than coasting like you do in a Tesla and using the, the throttle to ease the regen off, you actually use the brake pedal to ease the regen on. 
And that's what we've learned today, boys and girls, how to drive a Nissan Leaf. So I hope you enjoyed that. I'm not going to, you know, carry on too much more about this car. I just thought it was interesting to talk about because I, for one, have never driven one in any, you know, distance before. And I think it's been quite entertaining. Would I buy one? Possibly not. But for those that drive around a city and don't expect anything from their cars, probably a darn good idea. So thank you for listening to Range Anxiety. <laughs>